You're listening to episode 37 of the Walking Closer podcast. Podcast. I'm Adam Como, your host. In this episode, I talk about how we can benefit when we are attuned to what's going on with us, specifically emotionally, and then how we can leverage that understanding of what's happening uh, to bring about change, utilize that to navigate through situations, especially situations that are chaotic, stressful, toxic. And so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Growing up, some of my favorite movies, shows, cartoon series uh, had to do with uh, martial arts in one way or another. These storylines would have these characters who had these amazing acrobatic skills, right? They were lightning fast and were able to overcome insurmountable odds, do the impossible. I find it interesting how in most of these storylines, if not all, the good guy is usually not that aggressive. He's innocent, minding his own business, not looking for trouble and eventually finds himself being mentored by someone who's older and wiser and someone who is at peace in the midst of chaos and is able to handle themselves and respond accordingly. Most recently, one of my favorite storylines to watch with my kids is Kung Fu Panda. In fact, I'd watch it even if I didn't have kids. I just I just love the story. I love the characters. I love the storyline. But if you're familiar with it, uh, Master Ugwe was an old tortoise, but he was a martial arts grandmaster. He was known as the greatest kung fu master in history, and he, he does pass on pretty early in the storyline, but he continues to make appearances as the movies have progressed. And, but before he passed, he was invested in teaching Shifu. Shifu uh, would become the senior master of the Jade Palace once Ugwe dies. And what, what he's teaching Shifu, though, is this is what's important, is inner peace. This inner peace, which is what would help Shifu train Po, now, Poe was just this big, massive, clumsy, infatuated with action figures, panda. And he was picked to be the dragon warrior. And so in order to train him, in order to make it through this process, it's something that uh, Shifu would need would be inner peace. Okay, And this inner peace in all of these storylines is the most important thing that has to be acquired because it gives one the advantage over all the chaos. And the benefit of this inner peace is seen usually in the final fight scene of these types of storylines where the good guy is, he's found that inner peace, right? He's, he's, he's all of a sudden focused, calm, collected, and is therefore able to respond in such a way that it gives him the advantage over his opponent who is overcome with anger and such emotion that he is consumed by the chaos and can only react. And this ultimately leads to his downfall. Now, these storylines serve as an important illustration for us because this is exactly what we need to do, right? Rise above the chaos and to not be controlled by the chaos that surrounds us. We don't want the chaos to dictate what we do, but unfortunately it often does. Now, how does it do this? Well, it does this through our emotions. The chaos tends to stir up our emotions and leads us to reacting in ways that oftentimes makes things worse. So the question is, how do we keep this from happening? Well, we need to be more attuned with our emotions. And then we can leverage our understanding of our emotions to utilize intentional thinking and action and doing it in such a way that we're able to maintain a sense of balance, be calm, to maintain a sense of peace. And then, and then we can respond accordingly. 
But the biggest thing is our response will not send us mentally or emotionally into a tailspin, spiraling out of control, saying and doing things that, are, that we'll regret making things worse. And instead, we'll be more apt to remain relatively calm, may keep us from blowing things out of proportion, and in what we say and do can actually lead to resolutions a lot faster, right? Be less stressful and be able to allow, allow us to continue to move ahead. Now, if this is more like what you want in your life, you, you have to take ownership of the fact that you are choosing how you navigate through life. You are choosing in so many ways how you experience life. And, and you, you, you can determine how to respond to life instead of just floating through life and doing nothing more than reacting to what life throws at you. And learning how to do this, well, that can be easy or hard. It really just depends on the person. But I think it helpful to understand, uh, in, in line with all of this, the differences between our feelings and our emotions, since it is the emotions that we need to be attuned to. And then we touched on this in the last episode, and I want to touch on it again. Remember, emotions are responses from certain parts of the brain that create biochemical reactions in our bodies. And the feelings are indicators to us of what's going on. They are the body's response to emotions. And so emotions are a result of biochemical reactions in our bodies, which actually alter our physical states. And our feelings are what we feel as a result of that altered physical state. Now, when it comes to feelings, I think it's important to acknowledge them, sure, and to, and to see them as indicators. They can be helpful in identifying certain emotions and what's going on. But largely, we should just let feelings be feelings. I believe we should be more concerned, though, about the emotions that the feelings are indicating. See, when we focus on the emotions, especially the negative or destructive emotions, we can then begin to work through them to determine the root causes, right? And 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 uh, th- this is this is extremely important uh, because the more we are attuned with our emotions, the more intentional we can be with our thoughts and our actions, and the more intentional with how to properly respond instead of just reacting. Now, this doesn't mean things are always, you know, if we figure out how to do this. It doesn't mean that things are always going to go to work out perfectly for us. This doesn't mean that all our problems will be removed from our lives. But it does, it does give us an advantage over situations, especially chaotic ones that have a tendency of really derailing us. You know, those moments where life is going great and all of a sudden you're spinning out of control. Something tragic is happening, some chaos is coming to your life, something very stressful, and all of a sudden... You know, things aren't the same and you're not going in, in the same direction. Um, this is what allows us, okay, to be able to handle those moments and those situations um, so that instead of us being derailed by them, uh, we can have a sense of peace and balance and be able to handle those situations and respond accordingly. And that is, respond in such a way where it doesn't derail us, right? We don't feel like we're all of a sudden going out of control, now, this, this is something of great importance, especially to people who are trying to follow Jesus and believe that he leads to the best life possible. In Scripture, Scripture is not void of talking about emotions. 
Just think of all the passages that talk about anger and anxiety and fear and frustration, just to name a few things. Consider the situations depicted throughout Scripture. It's filled with emotionally charged situations. We have examples of how things worked out and sometimes good and sometimes not so well. The New Testament is filled with letters helping people work through various situations that were, well, emotionally charged. There's a reason we have these letters encouraging people not to uh, be driven by anger and wrath, but to, to watch what you say and how you say it, how to endure situations, and, and how to love, quite frankly. So, so much is written about peace and joy and how to obtain it. See, it's, it's all about rising above the chaos of this world, about seeing clearly with the eyes of our hearts and being able to will be a healing presence and a light in darkness. It's about not allowing circumstances to drain us of all hope and purpose. But unfortunately, this happens too often. And even to Christians, to people who people who are trying to be like Jesus. See, life is going to throw things at us. But we can leverage our understanding of what's going on with us and use that to navigate through the situations that we face, um, that we find ourselves in, especially those chaotic negative ones where we know that we need to change. We know that we need to respond differently and then we need to stop just reacting and going on with what life uh, gives us. For example, I'll give you a personal example of my own. There was a time that I grew to hate emails. When, when I would receive an email from someone, my heart would race. Like I could feel my blood pressure rise. My anxiety would just go through the roof. Now, how did I get this way? Well, I found myself at a new job, and people used email as their primary mode of communication. Unfortunately, most of the communication was emotionally charged negative criticism. And uh, I managed okay at first, but... Then I began to get angry and began to really view people as cowards hiding behind a keyboard. You know, why couldn't they just speak to me face to face? I started uh, feeling like I was nothing more than a punching bag. In fact, it got so bad I didn't want to look at email at all. I might not even respond. If I saw it, I eventually removed it from my phone and my iPad. And the only way that I can access the email was uh, in my office. Then, then, then. I, I just, you get tired of living a certain way. You get tired of experiencing certain things. You get tired of things going a certain way. So what I started doing, uh, I began to think. Um, think about how so much gets lost in email and text, right? We, we have a tendency to read into what people say in writing. And... I this is an example of why I started to apply intentional thinking. So what I started doing, and here's the intentional action, when people sent me an email and it seemed like an emotionally charged issue or that it could become one, whether it was or not, if I just perceived it that way, I would tell myself and I would remind myself that, well, things get lost in typed words or written words. So I don't know what's going on. Don't read too much into this. And then I would respond in such a way um, where I, I would ask 
people um, to meet with me, to talk in person. And in fact, um, now I refuse to enter dialogue through email if it's possible at all to speak face-to-face with someone. And as a result, I don't get any emails like this anymore. Now, when I do get emails, I can't say my heart doesn't pound at times. I can't say I don't necessarily have those anxious feelings. Um, mentally, I know things are going to be okay. I know the proper way to respond. I know how to use intentional thinking in action. But my body still might exhibit the same negative emotions from time to time. But I'm intentional about what I'm going to think and how I'm going to act, how I'm going to proceed. Because I don't want my emotions to hijack my thinking and my behavior. And over time, being intentional in this way has the power, has the power to rewire the brain. And that's part of this transformational process. In fact, being intentional in this way, responding in this way, well, that's what's described in 1 Corinthians 13. You know, that's, that's love, right? Thinking the best of people. And so uh, doing this process uh, really makes a lot of things that you see in Scripture clear and you understand why certain things are, are said. And so, you know, it, it's a very transformative thing. And so we don't want to be hijacked by our emotions, but we need to be more attuned to what's going on and then leverage that so that we can we it help us navigate through various things, navigate through situations and so forth using intentional thinking and intentional behavior. Well, that's it for this episode. But in the next episode, I want to drive further into the differences between a responding and reacting. You know, oftentimes those words are just used interchangeable, but there actually is a difference. And in that discussion, we're going to hit on uh, the fight or flight modes and how we can consciously choose to respond in situations. And so thanks for listening to this episode. Please consider subscribing uh, to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, share with others who can benefit. If you have any questions, you can drop me an email at adam at walkingcloser.com. Join me next time as we explore becoming like Jesus from the inside out.